Yo, so you were nervous. You were definitely oh, nervous, right? Big time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I would be so nervous, man. I would have downed like six shots before I went out there. Li- yeah. Liquid courage is the thing, I'm telling you. It's time for the Garage Boozing Podcast. What's up, nerds? And welcome back to another episode of the Garage Boozing Podcast. I'm your host, the man with absolutely no plan. The chase with the face for radio, Chase Shurga. And I want to start off this week by apologizing to you guys because I told you a lie last week. And that lie I told you was that Brandon Eastman and Cody Hinckley would be joining me on this week's episode. But we had some scheduling conflicts. And to be honest, I was surprised by my good friend Pat at Draft Top. So he's going to be joining me on this week's episode. And you guys know Pat from Draft Top, one of our sponsors here at the Garage Boozing Podcast. He's been on the podcast before, but a lot has happened since the last time he's been here, including him and the boys from Draft Top. They were featured on Shark Tank. They had an episode on Shark Tank, and uh, they did get a deal. For those of you that don't know, Shark Tank is one of my absolute favorite shows in the entire world. If you're an entrepreneur or anything like that, or even have an interest in entrepreneurship, Shark Tank is the show for you. And my boys at Draft Top, they got a deal. And Pat is here to tell us all about his experience at Shark Tank and more. So with that being said, you guys know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, kick your feet up, crack open a cold one. And if you're really feeling fruity, take a shot. Why not? Because this week's episode of the Garage Boozing Podcast starts now. Draft Top. The Draft Top was designed to give you a better drinking experience all around, and this is how. So you take your beer can, place it in your hand, and then you take our cool little nifty draft top, you stick it right on top of the beer can, give it a little squeeze, and then a little friction, a little to the left, a little to the right. Boom, that easy. You take the tool, push it right inside, and guess what? It just took the top of your beer can right off. By removing the top of the beer can, you get an all-around better drinking experience. You can smell the aromas of the alcohol, you can chug your beer a hell of a lot faster, So forget about a red Solo cup, I'll fill you up. Draft Top just turned your beer can into a cup. So I want you to have one, you want you to have one, Draft Top wants you to have one, and you can get yours now at www.drafttop.com. And don't forget to use promo code 10%-GARAGEBOOZING at checkout. That is 10-P-E-R-C-E-N-T-GARAGEBOOZING for 10% off www.drafttop.com site-wide. Get yours now. Thank me later. All right, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Garage Boozing Podcast. Today, I am joined by one very special guest. We have Pat Perizzo, said it right, right? Yep. From Draft yep. Top. You guys remember Pat. He was on a couple months ago back in October. And um, a lot has changed in his life since the last time we saw him. Um, he's been on Shark Tank. Uh, we're going to dig into that stuff. But uh, Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Um, appreciate you having me. No, I appreciate you hitting me up, being like, yeah. dude, let's do a podcast. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed the last one, so I'm, I'm glad to be back up in the area. So it's awesome. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. So um, obviously the highlight of this episode is going to be the whole Shark Tank experience. That's so cool. Sure. The fact yeah. that I've never had someone on the podcast that's been on Shark Tank, one of my favorite shows, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that experience in the beginning. Like, how, how, did, how did that start? Yeah, so... Um, we had just finished our crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter, and uh, we did just under, it was like $600,000 in a 30-day campaign. We did all through December. This was 2019, and then we continued it on Indiegogo, but I think it was February of 2020, and 
um, one of the producers of the show reached out and asked if we were interested. Oh, so and, you didn't apply. They reached out to you. Yeah, they reached out to us. So you have those um, uh, open calls and stuff that you can do for the Shark Tank. But they do reach out to um, to other companies, too. So they try to get a good mix, you know, of small businesses and then um, and then maybe some that are kind of like just sort of blowing up. So we had, uh, you know, obviously, anytime you are in a business and have some invention, uh, you know, I feel like we were, you guys should go on Shark Tank. You should, you know, that's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. the normal thing, right? I'm pretty sure I said that to you when yeah. you were here and little did I know he was already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we were just kind of rolling with what we were at. So we had no thought of applying or doing anything like that at that time. So because they reached out and they told us what needed to be done to Apply. And you said it was like back in February they reached out? Yeah. So this was February 2020. Last year. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, um, two months after we launched. Sure. And uh, That's fast. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So they saw our campaign on Kickstarter, um, which, you know, you come to find out that platform just has a lot of visibility. Oh, I my mean, gosh. All yes. over the world. Right? Dude, so many episodes of Shark Tank, you have people with their inventions starting on Kickstarter. They're yeah. always like, we did this on Kickstarter, this yeah. on Kickstarter. Yeah. So... Um, so we just, you know, we went through the application process, which is, it's, it is a long, grueling, crazy process. And, um, they don't, they didn't really tell you, but it's, you know, public knowledge, I think, uh, a hundred thousand applicants or something like that per season or or 50,000. It's a lot. Per season? Or tens of thousands. Jesus. So it's a lot. I might be off with the number a little bit, but it's a ton. It's a lot. So, um, so you go through stages lots of stages and so just making it to the next stage oh that would make me so anxious like you're cutting it in half each time you know what i mean and they're and they're dwindling it down um you know so you gotta have you gotta have a few things um you gotta have a a decent business model right that you you can present they're looking for that whether you've i've seen the show i'm a huge fan of it as well it was kind of the inspiration to becoming an entrepreneur yeah for sure me too 100 percent. yeah so um so you got to have something to offer but you also they're looking for you know stage presence people who can you know be on camera so you go you go through a lot of a lot of that too and which what was weird getting into march and then april and continuing the process um now covid was like yeah, in, yeah, COVID, you know, exactly. In its peak. So a lot of the things that they may have done previously, they had to think very quickly on their feet. There was a thought that maybe the season wouldn't air. And then, then they went right into these other protocols and things that they wanted to do. So a lot of it was, you know, over Zoom and and um, and video conference to get prepared for it. So, yeah, and I've noticed now with the with the latest season, because it, it's the COVID season, and older older seasons, um, you'd be able to walk up to them, give them the samples and stuff like that. There's none of that. Yeah. And I see the sharks are like not next to each other. They're all six yeah. feet apart, which yeah. following protocol, great. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, going out there, you know, there was this concern on how safe it was going to be uh, and things like that. But they just, it was top of the line. You know, they were, they were great. The only problem was the entire time we had to stay in the hotel room like you couldn't leave your room you couldn't leave the room why because it was oh because of covid COVID. and stuff okay so they don't want yeah so you probably had to take a test or anything or something like that or or actually back then multiple 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So they did have the test back yeah. then. So you had to test. We had to test um, before going out twice, I think. I think twice. Or maybe once. But then you tested like four times while you're there. Oh, that's going to be nerve-wracking. Yeah. If like, Imagine the people that it probably happened to where they're testing negative, 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 and then they get a positive test and like they're like, shit. I don't... I didn't hear, because they were going to update everyone, I didn't hear anybody getting hit positive that well, that's actually flew out. But, um, so but. did you get to talk to like the other businesses and stuff like that that were like in the same filming time as you? Like So so they explained to us, usually there's like this networking, right? So anyone who's filming the day of, which just because you're filming the same day doesn't mean that you're everyone's getting aired the same day. Oh, so right? they, they can like bang through a bunch of them and be cut up into multiple different episodes. Yeah, so none of none of the people that we saw in the room where we were at actually aired the same day as we did. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's weird. That blows my mind because yeah. I didn't know, like, were the sharks wearing different outfits and shit? Like, I don't notice that. I don't I, think people, yeah, I don't. You don't pick up on that. I, yeah. I want to pick up on that. <laughs> me, me either. But maybe going back and looking at it. But I think they, you know, they, they probably make them wear the same thing multiple times. Like, yeah, you know, hey, to make look, it... you can only wear two different outfits, you know, through the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they roll through a lot. Um, so we met some really cool businesses, um, you know, but they like keep your space, keep your distance. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, but you, you know, we're in this large room and the tables are separated. Um, and, um, yeah, you get down there the morning of filming, and then you're there all day. All day. Yeah, well, until you're done, but we So were, once you're done, you can leave. Yeah, but we were there all day. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so so we got the happy hour scene, for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to rewind for a second, um, yeah. I know we talked about it last time, but just for the new people here that haven't heard every single episode, um, Kickstarter was your start. Can you just give me a brief explanation of Kickstarter and how it works? Yeah, so... Kickstarter, uh, for anyone that's interested to want to create a product or an invention, it could be anything. You can go on there and look. Some of the biggest Kickstarters are board games. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. You said that last time. Yep. They kill it. Um, but it can be anything. So usually I would suggest making sure you have a patent pending if you're planning on going that route because you're opening that concept up to the world. Right. And um, uh, you don't want it to get stolen. Or if it does... You want to have some productions Correct. moving forward so you can go after the people that are taking your idea. Um, but once you have that and a prototype, prototypes needed too. But once you have that and you can get some renderings and some and some video concept, you, you're, you're pretty much selling. You have a sales page, right? So you want as much information and as, as good of a product as possible to sell to the public on your idea. Now you don't. You're selling your idea is the main point, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have to be in manufacturing or, or, or anything like that yet. As long um, as you have the prototype and the idea behind it. Like. Yeah. Because that, that's what you're pitching to the people. And crowdfunding is a platform where most of the people on there understand that I am investing into the idea. Like my money is going into making this product. So usually... Uh, it could maybe take you six months to get, receive the product, maybe a year. Um, but if um, if a campaign earns the amount that they say they need, then you will get a product. That's the whole thing behind it. So what happens if they don't hit the amount? Do they not get the product? Are they get a refund? Or yeah, like? everybody gets a refund. Oh, okay. So there's yeah. no way to lose money. There's no way to lose money and you should end up with a product. And usually with those platforms, because you're getting a first edition product, you usually get some sort of discount, right? Yeah, okay. So, like for us, um, 
like a early, the early stage. I think it was like 17 or 18 bucks we sold for. Um, if you within the first 500 units, right. And then it went up to 19, then it went up to 20. So we kept kind of, and then you could buy multiple if you wanted two or four or six products. Yeah. Then you'd get a discount of that. So we heavily discounted it, not heavily, but 20, 25%, right. And, um, for the people who wanted to invest in us early for, for that concept and that product. Right. Yeah. It's such a cool concept on Kickstarter. Great idea by them. So, because it's, um, man, I, you know, this was my first real startup company getting involved with, and you just, you don't realize the costs associated with with making, you know, making a a product and trying to build a brand too. Right. Yeah. yeah, It's a one-off product and you just, um, and you're selling like um, a novelty item, which you know, not saying that draft top is or isn't a novelty item, but we're but there's a brand behind it. But we're we're building a brand behind it, and we're we're coming up with multiple products, which is awesome, right? Because so, like a lot of people come out with that one product and they license it here, license it there, and sure. be done. Yeah. But I love the idea of the draft top drink top list, the whole brand behind it. Sure, and um, so it's it's just a great opportunity to look for. Um, individuals as the investment and the only payback to them is allowing them to be the first adopters, yeah. the first ones to have it in their hands. Um, and they become part of the journey. So what's great is not everybody, you get some, you get some pretty critical people, which you have to, you have to take that when you're yeah, you got in it. business, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. That's going to happen. But, um, but you get a lot of people that offer really good suggestions, like things that you want to think about. And, if you're selling to the consumer, you really want to take that information in. And it's like, well, how many people are saying this? How many people are saying that? So you can weigh in if, well, what would be the cost associated to upgrade to add this or add that to what these people are saying? And, you know, if 50% of the people are are asking for, um, you know, uh, a magnet on the cover or something so they could stick it to the fridge. Yeah, then, yeah. then that's something you want to look at towards uh, oh that's in, on right? the front that's a yeah. That, yeah that's not a bad idea yeah so these are the things that we we take and as we continue to to grow the brand and and make adjustments to the product to make it better um you know those are the things that we look at that's cool yeah so now weaving back to the weaving i don't know if that was the right word but word's not my thing sure going back <laughs> going back going back to the shark tank thing yeah. so you said you had multiple different interview processes and stuff like that so like how soon did you get the call before you actually had to fly out and go to Vegas and oh, it's film quick. the show? It's quick. Um, so were they like, we need you in two days? Um, it was pretty quick like that, but we ended, but we told them we needed more time. Oh, and they were okay with it? Yeah. you you Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So they... Um, it wasn't like a hit or miss type thing. No. And then, you know, getting your first COVID test yeah. um, to get the results back before you flew out type of thing. So there was, yeah, there was some flexibility, you know what I mean? They were trying to figure out who, who could go and when and, and things like that. Cause everything was, I, they were making adjustments daily. As they went. Cause no one knew what was happening. Right. You know, every day things changed and, right. and how, um, what a wild pass year. Yeah. What the restrictions, you know, so, uh, kudos to, um, uh, you, you know, the Shark Tank group and, uh, and ABC cause, uh, they made things work. Yeah. Yeah. 
unbelievable i don't know how they did it so yeah good for them good for them especially in that setting where like yeah because a a lot of shows were like that to where like we didn't like a lot of things were postponed and stuff because you got people around like no one wants a tv show where you're wearing masks imagine having your your pitch and you're wearing a mask the whole time and sound all fuzzy and like sure because a lot even at work where i work i have a i have a customer in front of me or whatever and we both have our masks on and they're talking a lot of times i'd be like what yeah what like you don't know what they're saying so that that is cool now the whole presentation like uh what do they call it? The, the pitch, right? Okay. When you're actually in front of the sharks. Yeah. Did that take you guys a lot of preparation? Yeah. So we, um, I mean, we were working on that for a few months. And so originally it was going to be the four of us going on the show. And then they came back just a couple of weeks before uh, we left and said only two of the four can go. Oh, you guys were like, oh shit. Right? So we're like drawing straws and doing, doing, like, <laughs> who doing gets the, the short thing, straw. Right? <laughs> and, uh so, you know, when, when it got finalized that Armin and I were going to be the ones to go, um, then we had to change our pitch because it was... You had four people talking, now you got two. Right. So we, we, um, so we had to make some quick changes and then we worked on it. And then up till the day of, you know, we, they were, there was final changes to the pitch, you know, yeah. were like a few word, you know, might be a one word change. And then, but it's easy if you've... It's easy to mess up if you practice it ten thousand yeah, times. Yeah, right? absolutely and right, right. It's uh, you know, if you're saying you're supposed to say then, and then you're, and then then. Oh, you know, that's it's a, great. It's just like a little thing, but um. Now, they, do they have to approve your pitch, or is it just all up to you? They don't. It's recommended. What's cool is, um, because none of us have no TV time. Yeah, that's so right? cool. So you're, uh, so it's it's very nerve wracking just thinking about going out there so they they give you you have like um assistant producers or the people within the production team that are assigned to you and they work with you constantly on showmanship you know they're they're pretty critical because they they want you to do well um yeah i think there's probably at least some internal competition i know i would be like if I'm prepping these teams and someone else is prepping these teams, I want my team to be better than their team, right? Or yeah, because um, you know, there's there's a lot at stake, and you could end up going out there and not get aired if you don't have good TV presence. Yeah, right. If you if you're boring, the network isn't going to want to put you on. Sure, right, absolutely. So you kind of have to um, get in your mind frame. You want to. For me, I'm. Um, I'm not like I'm not outgoing, but um, um, I'm a little reserved. So, you know, going out there in front of a complete group of strangers with cameras all over you and have to like. And billionaires, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, and have the showmanship and be like super spunky and outgoing. That's just not my natural. Sure. So you have to be somebody you're not usually. You, you got to get out of your comfort yeah. zone a little yep. bit. Yeah. And you have to have that stage presence. You know, oh, so see, that's cool. Yeah, so it's um. Yo, so you were nervous. You were definitely oh, nervous, big right? Big time. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I would be so nervous, man. I would have down like six shots before I went out there. Li- yeah. Liquid courage is the thing. I'm telling you. Yeah, and um, but once the doors open up, it's like uh, and then you walk out. Yeah, not like I've never gone skydiving, but it it's like that analogy where it's like they say as soon as you jump, then all the nerves go away. Yeah, right. So it's kind of it's so kind you of warmed similar. up that for a little bit. Yeah, so as soon as you get out there, you're kind of in it. and you're like, here we go. Yeah, make it, make black, it or break it. Kind of black out. <laughs> yeah, right? 
So sure. You get off there and you're like, what happened? Yeah. So. So you said you were you were actually there for like well in front of the sharks for like almost like 45 minutes. Yeah. What a lot of people don't understand is um, your your time on the show. What people see, um, it's cut up. They take what they want and they present. You know, it's it's um it's entertainment. So they want it to be entertaining for people. So they usually take the dramatic parts and the yeah. things that are going to make people kind of like, you know, get into the episode, right? So so there were we were out there for maybe 45 50 minutes and they did I think it was like about 10 minutes of air yeah, time. Yeah, right? yeah. So um 80% of what we did didn't was it was cut out. Yeah, it wasn't shown. So there was, you know, um we had a lot of people like wondering what happened? Because there was some drama, right? They had issues using the tool, which was yeah. actually the 1.0. We didn't have the 2.0. Right, right, right. Um, we've come a long ways uh, since being out there. And, you know, if you imagine you having a sturdy grip on the can, um, you know, just being able to grip it so it doesn't slip and move yeah. is important. And one of the problems was... They made us put koozies over. We weren't allowed to um, advertise any beer company. Oh, okay. I didn't even see. I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah. So we put koozies on it to try to do that. And what ended up happening was the beer was slipping. So, and then they were, they were squeezing the can more to make it not spin. Right. Which, um, which was causing them to um, squeeze and, and blow up the can. <laughs> blow right. the can. So, um, and they were like, uh, they were like a bunch of five year olds. There's, you know, they're all out there. They're all yelling and screaming and and all talking at the same time. So it was hard to. It was hard you're to probably get like, whoa, focus. whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, right? But you know, they they showcase us, which is fine, um, um, because it's where we're at, and it's how it's the easiest way to explain draft hop. It's you know, it's a product, it's a tool. But when we went out there, and the reason why. It went in our favor was because um, for the presentation, everything we talked about with them, it was experience based. It wasn't product based. So what we were really selling them on was the experience of being able to utilize the vessel that you buy yep. and enhance the drinking experience. Absolutely. Whether it's... Whether it's um, the, the taste of the beer is better because you can smell the aroma or, you know, because you want to garnish your drink or you you're you like liquor and you want to put liquor in the cup. Yeah. Right? So if you're out on whether you're camping or you're out on the bone, I feel like I'm pitching on here. But no, um, it's fine. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you you can't have glasses everywhere. West Coast. This product is very popular because they're very conservative on the use of plastic. Yeah. So you're not going to see solo cups. And forget stuff, about a red right? solo cup. Yeah. So over there or straws or things like that. So this is, you know, it's very attract attractive over there. And even, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on in like Denver. So in those areas specifically for those reasons. And I like, I like what you said about the liquor thing too, because obviously it's not just a beer can opener. Like you can open up a soda can yeah. and put your liquor in a soda can. If you like a Jack and Coke or something like yeah. that. And there's your combination right there, which is cool. Yeah, and they got a, and I learned the, um, what they're called RTAs and they are, uh, no, RTGs, and it's called ready to go. Um, 
beverages and that and that's the spirit beverages where it's like you can buy and they're huge over in Europe right now like the Jack and Cokes and they're in the can. You can buy one in a can. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so okay, they're already okay. made with the liquor in it, right? So those they're those are popular on the West Coast too and you're starting to see them over here but um all that's getting built out. Like everything's going to cans and um I could imagine with COVID um if there's always going to be like this concern just your bartender um the can is actually a preferred method of serving because it's enclosed, right? Right. Um, and you're just handing something over and somebody can open it and do whatever, however they want to drink sure. it, right? And it could be in a cup. But, um, so that's – it's a growing product. So cans and, you know, with the liquor drinks, uh, wine, beer. So, um, but yeah. My favorite thing about it, which I say all the time, I just love it that there's – it takes the whole top off, so I can literally slam my beer a hell of a lot faster. Yeah. Which that's me. If I'm drinking, I'm I'm, I'm very guilty of this. I, I don't drink slow. If yeah. I'm if I'm drinking, I'm slamming them. So that makes yeah. it a hundred times easier to slam it than like right. the little hole in the top. Which I mean, there's a reason for everybody to get a draft top because sure. of all the reasons you just said. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, there's I have three other partners: Armin, uh, Sean, and Alex. Armin and Sean were the co-founders. Armin, the creator of the product, uh, and. That's he, the guy that used to rip the can open with his tooth, right? Yeah, and he was on Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And he is kind of a beer slammer too. He doesn't, you know, slam beers back to back to back. But when he opens a beer, he drinks the beer fully, and then he might grab another beer in an hour. You know, exactly. And, um, but he doesn't give a beer any time to get warm. I'll just put it that way. Right. Know? So, um, so and, and you know what? The nice thing about it is um, there's so much behind it. The just the, um, if you pour, if you open a can the normal way with the regular tab, uh, or traditional way is a better better use of words, but um, and you poured it in, you get all this foam. Oh, uh, I knew that's what you were right? going to say. I was hoping you were going to say that. That's and, the worst part. And um, the same representation happens when you're drinking the beer that way, and all the foam's going into your stomach. So you take a couple sips, and you're like. Oh. Because you got well, you're belching, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and I never really thought about it until I met Armin, but that was one of the biggest things that he talked about. Like, you know, you can drink the beer this way and not get full. It's why you can drink draft beer and you can have 10 beers. and, and The foam's what kills you, yeah. man. I hate drinking the foam. You know, you're burping and belching and it's, you know, acid reflux and all this stuff. But, not as so, good as a drinking experience. Yeah. And um, so there's... Tons of different. So, what if you're a beer slammer or you're a craft beer guy or you know wine and, and you want the aromas? There's, there's a million applications. Yeah, and there's and so many reasons yeah. to get one. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, back to what we were saying before, like how you're trying to build the whole draft top brand. We're gonna have multiple products and stuff like that. Now, I, if I believe correctly, I did I did see on social media you got something dropping on Thursday, right? You probably can't talk about it yet because it hasn't dropped yet. But, um, yeah, so. Uh, the the plan is every month we're going to do limited releases of different colors. Okay, and, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna do that for a while. Limited release. I think the plan is um, rewarding people if they get multiple co- if they have you know we might ask people to do a social media post on how many different variations of draft top they have and then reward them with things. You know, cool, it could cool, be gear cool. and stuff. So. Um, oh, they've got a full merch store too. You know, yeah. you get some get some uh, draft top merch right on their website. Yeah, and uh, we're hopefully going to have that revamp for the summer. Um, 
So we're, ex- we're excited about a lot of things to come. Um, yeah. So now back to the Shark Tank thing. So um, the shark that you made a deal with, uh, Damon. One, once you were there, you're, you're like doing your production thing and everything, and uh, he gives you the offer, and you guys are like, all right, deal. And then you walk out. Yeah. Like, how soon after that do you hear from him? Is it like a while after that? Like, because that was it. When you walk out the doors, you're not walking back in to have a conversation with him, right? No. Um, and usually you don't. And it's just kind of like you get usually in a, their assistant. What I heard was the assistant gets with you, gets your information, your email, your phone number, and stuff. And then they end up reaching out to connect later. Um, well, was interesting. So uh, let me get in. Let me talk a little bit about the episode. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Go right? ahead. And go then ahead. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll share um, something that happened after okay. after the show. Right? Um, so when we went on, and again, you're, we were out there for probably 50 minutes. Um, so a lot happened that people didn't get to see. Right. And our whole showcase was, because we knew that the draft top wasn't perfect. Sure. Right? But we wanted them to understand and see about the end result, the experience, and the concept. Which, you know, we had the patents, the trademarks. You know, we we own the space, uh, so the opportunity behind it, and even with an imperfect product, how well the sales were going. So, so what we did was, and you had talked about it earlier. Usually, you bring a tray up after you do your yeah. pitch, right? So, because of the COVID restrictions, the trays had to be with the sharks before you came out. Right. Right. So they're kind of probably looking at the tools and pro- they're told not to, but they do. No, right? of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who's going to tell them what to do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're the captains. So we're, we're doing our pitch and I'm not, we're not really realizing it because we're so focused on doing the pitch. They're already starting. <laughs> yeah. The before right? they know what to do. Yeah. And, um, so as soon as we get done with the pitch, you know, um, there was like, this isn't working. This, you know, like you know, and that was put on on air, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And, like, of course, they put that on, right? <laughs> and um, but we we kind of slowed the roll. So what we wanted to do was before they tried the product, we wanted them to try the end experience. Right. Oh, uh, so, so you wanted them to try it when it's already open before yeah. they try to open it. Yeah. So we we had a beer. We had we actually used Blue Moon um, because interesting enough with the aromas for. A more known beer. Um, there's just a huge difference between. And I got a couple, and you should try. Like one, drink it at the regular way. Blue Moon is like a huge difference. You, sure. You know, it's a nice wheat beer, but then you add the garnish, put the orange on it, and it's like, dude, there's, it's a thousand times different. Really? Yeah, it's a game changer. So that's what we wanted to present, and um, so we had to. So we told them, you know, the one beer. Pop it open, take a sip, drink it, enjoy it. Now take a sip of the one that's already open, got the orange on it. With the orange. Yeah. And they were all like blown away. And they're like, this isn't the same beer. We're like, yes, it is. Because it didn't taste the same. Right. Right. So, um, and then they got right back into the tool, right? So, um, so we, you know, we're showing them how to use it. Mark probably definitely did the best out of all of them. Um, So... The whole thing was our pitch. We were again trying to do the experience thing, right? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. when we talked about the numbers and our backstory and this and that, um, you know, Damon uh, resonated with a lot of it. And then just how well the sales were doing. 
That's a big thing too. One, a lot of they can have some doubts, and then you talk about numbers, and yeah. they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. You know. So we had a pretty outrageous 2020, and um, so yeah, so um, you know, he gave us a deal, and so afterwards, because it was it was crazy. It was kind of like a shit show out there, and they were all over the place. Yeah, it was hard to talk. We didn't really get to talk too much about who we were and and why we did this we, we were able to a little bit but there's just a ton of interruptions most of them didn't get the evaluation like, sure you know they were just focused on this um which is fine and so really damon took this deal and like knew nothing about us yeah you know i mean so it was like this it was like this weird thing and we're you know you were left leaving there like what the hell happened and um Glad we got a deal, but what what the heck mm-hmm. happened out there, right? And like uh, you said, you black out. Yeah, so um, so you, you go through a ton of different stuff, um, and then we're sitting there and we're signing some paperwork about non disclosures and, and things like that. Like uh, you're not allowed to tell anyone that you air like you went out there to film. Yeah, like I said, he was on the podcast and I, he was already on Shark Tank and I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> um, because. Just because you go out there doesn't mean you're actually going to get on TV. Right. Like you could, even if you got a deal, if you're not um, TV worthy, if they choose or, you know, because there's about, I think it's like 180 businesses get filmed and they air like 80 or 90. Damn. Yeah. So, wow. And you yeah. got in there. Good for you. Yeah. So it's like a 50%. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So, um, so we're sitting there doing that. And then this guy comes running in and he's like, don't go anywhere. This never happens. I swear to God, this never happens, but don't go anywhere. And we're like, okay. And I would have been like, my heart would have dropped. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Is that I good mean, or bad? Like, yeah. what, do, what do you mean, bro? Yeah, this is like crazy. And then uh, Damon comes walking in a few minutes later. Really? Yeah. And he had a, he had a bottle of um, uh, Tito's and, uh, you know, uh, Red Bull or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, and he sits down and he's like, all right, I got to have a better understanding of what I just signed up for. Yeah, what what's going on because because uh, that was that was crazy out there. And we talked to him for like an hour and a half and we like told him like our plans and what we we're looking to do and and um and uh, you know just got to know him a little bit more. So you actually sat with him and like yeah, yeah. Oh that's yeah. cool, man. Like, that's cool. Like it takes a long time to get through the processes after the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so like two hours later when we're getting ready to finish stuff up and go up to Oh, so it's not just walk out the doors and see you later. Like no, you, no, no, you, okay. you got other stuff you gotta do. Damn, okay. And uh I'll yeah. And um so yeah, so he sat down with us and like had a couple drinks with us and uh you know That's cool. Yeah, you're you're sitting there like this. Oh, I know I'd be show, shaking right? my I'd be like uh, Yeah. Damn. So, so that was really cool. Got to know him. Uh pretty pretty chill, laid back dude. Um, and just wanted to figure out what he could do and how he could help. You know what I mean? So yeah. when, when he left, he's got some ideas that he can go and, and work with. So it was a, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, and it, it definitely like locked in our feeling leaving the show. On but what, you felt good. Yeah. It felt good at the end of the night with that. See, that's cool that you yeah, get yeah. to talk to him after and give him a better understanding and stuff like yeah. that. And like, this is who I am. This is the idea. Like, but they made it sound like. He that never happens. Like yeah, that's that's why that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was very cool. Um, and I mean, we the numbers were so impressive. He just, he, you know, and most people, and they're older, so it's not like um, they're one. Yeah, one of the Robert was like 
grilling us like it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work and, and until uh, the end and he's like oh it worked and um so when right before he went out i was like well look man you're not really in our demographic anyway <laughs> yeah i know yeah, yeah right yeah. like and he's he's, like, he's that's it. I'm out. He's you know? not. He's not going to be sitting there trying to use no. it. Yeah, absolutely. That I agree with. Yeah. That, that's a good point. So yeah. So he, you know, was just getting a better understanding. The numbers were great. Everything, but you know, what's what's really going on with this? So we gave him a good breakdown and, um, you know, educating him on, on, on. And that probably know, felt awesome. Yeah, it did. Um, so it was good. So and um, he's been great to work with so far. Uh, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. But so let me ask you this. What would you say are the goals for DraftTop, the brand, the uh, the tool for the year 2021? Yeah, so right now, um, so we're doing a few things. Um, right now, we, um, so I brought in a buddy of mine who is running our YouTube channel and he's helping me out with sales. So he's coming in, join the sales team and he's content creation, but mainly for the professional side of our branding, which is going through our YouTube channel. And um, so he started a series called Homebrew How-To. Oh, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And uh, so we're getting ready for episode five. Um, and for and, those, of the, those of you that haven't seen it. Yeah. So Homebrew How-To is we are, um, you know, going back to grassroots on how beer was made. So it's this season is very educational based and, so Reese introduces a brewer in Virginia with a tradition brewery and then another guy who owns um, a brew shop where you can buy all the supplies needed to home brew, right? So they come together and co-host with Reese and they go to different brewers' house and go through the the process on how they do home brewing. Um, so it's it's very cool. It's educational and it's kind of... So what the goal is is we're trying to bring and get a get a community of the home brewers and the craft beer people because that's not saying any our target market is anybody who enjoys the product and it could be for all the reasons that we talked about before. Yeah. But what we've found is people who drink beer for the taste and for the enjoyment. There's less of an educational side to why the tool is created. Sure. Right. So, um, because it's, I get it, the smell, the, this, the, that, if people who are pounding the beer, you might have to go into more of an education of, well, the foam and the, this, and the, you know, and, um, so it just makes it easy. So we're grassroots building that, this community up. So the season finale is, um, is going to be end of June and, so we're going to film that and it's going to be the the top brewer. We're going to pick somebody. It's not really a competition because they're all going to come together and help, but they're going to go to Tradition Brewery. They're all going to brew a, it's like a 650 gallon uh, batch. And they're usually doing like five gallons or 10 yeah. gallons or at the most. There's going to be like 600 plus gallons of beer. They're all going to do it together and then it's going to get put out at the brewery, you know to drink and, and stuff like that. So we're going to have like a big, and end, end I love that you're thing. doing that too. Yeah, right? yeah. And, um, and you know, I think that's what this is sort of all about. Cause it, this is something that is going to bring people together and it's conversation Absolute started exposure too. Right? It's a nice little party product. So, uh, so that's the plan there. And we got a lot of other things lined up 
with um, with the YouTube channel. We're gonna do uh, tap tours. So if oh, you got, that's cool. Right, if you got bars that have like a crazy amount of taps, like Saratoga has. Yeah, right? yeah, dude. I want to get back up here and do some tours for the bars up here, um, and then some brewery tours. Right. Yeah. Check out what they're doing with their, and uh, get some exposure to the to the breweries and things like that. Because that's where I think we'll do well with showcasing our product. Absolutely. This product, but then some of the future products that we have lining up for 2022, like it's just going to help there too. Nice. Right? So you, you got some more stuff coming. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So be excited, folks. Yeah. So it's going to be great. So make sure sign up for our YouTube channel and check out Home Brew How To. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're a brewer or home brewer, you can hit us up because we'd love to come and film and we're looking to do some traveling. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we, we're definitely into doing all that and we can work it out. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Draft Top, hell of a product, hell of a brand. Now, uh, Jesus, I feel like that went by in 10 seconds. That was absolutely nuts. Pretty but quick. hell of I know, right? It feels yeah. quick, but it wasn't, which yeah. is wild. But dude, hell of a story. That's so cool. And I, like I said before, before we were recording here, like once I found out that you guys were going to be on Draft Top, like I'm on Draft Top, on Shark Tank. Jesus, I've had two beers and I'm stuttering. You're good. But um, when I found out you guys were going to be on Shark Tank, I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. Because it's like having someone you know, like as a friend being on like live yeah. TV, like, dude, so cool, man. Yeah. And, and the fact that you guys got a deal was so awesome. Like, I, I'll watch Shark Tank all the time, yes, but I'm never really like completely devoted. Like, if I get a text, I'm going to pick up my phone, stuff like that. When you guys had your segment, I'm literally like this at the TV. Right. My eyes were glued. I'm like, come on, yeah. come on, come on. <laughs> and at the end, when you got the deal, I was literally like, yeah, I just thought it was so fucking cool. You know, yeah. I, was, I was just so happy for you guys. Yeah. So that, I think that's so awesome. And the yeah. whole experience you just talked about was absolutely incredible. So yeah. good for you guys. Kudos yeah. for you guys. Appreciate it. And I, I think you guys have a bright future with the brand, the product, and, and everything. That has to do with it. Yeah, thank you, dude. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I mean that too. And um, so, before we sign off here, um, is is there anything else you want to say? Uh, no. I put, I know, I put you, you on the spot yeah. there, right? Don't you hate this? Or anything else? You're like, oh shit, I didn't yeah, think about I've just it. Been talking nonstop. <laughs> no, but it was great. Yeah. That went fantastic. Um, no, I, I drafttop.com, bitches. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's it's been um. It's been a humbling experience through uh, it. You know when you when you start something, which I know you know with the podcast and um, you know, but any business, it's it's a crazy grind. A lot of it people, is, man. You get so many shit talkers. Oh yeah, right. And um, it's and uh, you just if you got to believe in what you're doing, and you know, brush and, them off. Brush them any off. anything can happen. You got to work really hard. It's um, with you know, I mean, years and years of work before anything really sort of. It's sort gonna of pays sound off. so cliche, but I'm a big believer in dreams don't work unless you do. Yeah, no, you know, true. you grind and you're gonna get some results, man. Yeah, so you know, you got to tunnel vision. You got to, you know, you got to have the goals and and where you're looking to go in mind, and then you just got to put your head down and, and just go go after. Pedal to the metal and don't yeah. listen to the haters. Yeah, there's so many of them out there. Laugh them off. And what's crazy, it's um, you know, because. A lot of people think, well, you got Shark Tank or you got a deal on Shark Tank. Now you've made it. And it's, it really is. There's a lot more to it, right? There's, yeah. There is. It's really just the, be- even then, it, you you may hit a different chapter in your business, but you're just getting going. Where are the opportunities and things you could go? So it's, it's, um, it's, it's humbling to make it that far and get on the show and be on a platform like that. But then, you know, now it's, it's really a nonstop grind. Um, this is just the beginning for draft top. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And, um, but 
you know, I got a lot of messages and a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of support. Um, yeah, I mean, we're friends on Facebook and I've yeah, seen yeah. all the comments and stuff about yeah, you. Yeah. Dude, so much love and support, yeah. which it, is awesome. It's crazy. And, uh, and everyone's in their own, you know, in their own mix and their own grind. And, uh, but yeah, it was humbling and just, just feel blessed. Um, but, um, but yeah, so. Hell yeah, man. Kudos to you. Yeah. All right. Well, Pat, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Yes, Another sir. fantastic conversation. Do me a favor. Next time you're in the area again, hit me up. I'll do this anytime you want. I love I, it, man. I love talking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this was our first guest that's probably our first for a long time that's ever been on Shark Tank, which yeah. is absolutely incredible to me. One yeah. of my favorite shows again. But um, yeah, guys, you know, I talk about it every single week. Check out Draft Top. I'll talk about it more when I go back and add my little commercials in here and there yeah. after. Real quick, uh, I brought some a couple extra tools. So for this episode. Um, oh, we're doing a giveaway. Yeah, make oh, sure yeah. we do. Do we are doing a, a giveaway. Giveaways. Absolutely. We're doing a couple, not just one. We're doing a few. Yeah. I'm feeling fruity. So, I'm feeling generous. Yeah. I'm not keeping these for myself. I appreciate all you do for for us absolutely, as well. Man. And um, I'm glad we can continue to work together. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. brother. Yeah. I appreciate being here. Yeah. So, all right, folks, you know what that means. Uh, we're going to cut to the outro here, and I'll see you nerds next week. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I forgot the cheers shit. Cheers. Yeah, there we go. Woof. What an episode. And I knew you guys were going to love that. Pat, thank you so much for joining me once again on the podcast. Draft Top, you guys know the deal. I talk about them every single week. Fantastic product, fantastic brand, and I'm so glad that Pat could come back for another conversation. But I know we're in the outro here, but we're going to do things a little differently this time because I totally forgot to do a beer review with Pat. So you know what that means? That means your boy's on his own for a beer review. And if you were watching the episode, you saw Pat was drinking some Blue Moon. Well, before he got up and left, he was like, yeah, you can have these. These are for you. This is my gift. He gave me a gift. He gave me the gift of the Blue Moon, which, by the way, I've never had a Blue Moon. So, as I came to record the uh, intro and outro here, you know what I thought? I said, wow, didn't do a beer review last week. I think it's time for one. And what better than a, a beer that was gifted to me and left to me here in the garage, a Blue Moon. So, that's what I got for you. This week's beer review is a Blue Moon, Belgian white, Belgian style, wheat ale. What's the percentage we got here? 5.4%. I like that. The um, Not that it has to do anything with the taste, but the packaging is pretty nice. I mean, it's self-explanatory. You see, the name is Blue Moon. And all you see is a uh, moon that's blue with a nice stripe through it. Very cool. But uh, with that being said, let's get down to it. So once again, this is Blue Moon, Belgian White, Belgian-style wheat ale. And the little uh, caption here says, Blue Moon Brewing Company established... Oh, 1995. For some reason, I thought it was going to be older than that. But hey, whatever. I'm not going to judge. You know, one sip, everybody knows. I could probably get sued if I keep saying one sip, everybody knows the rules. So one sip, that's what we're doing. Here we go. Let's see how we do here. Whew. That wasn't a bad hoof, by the way. It just tasted a lot differently than I expected. It's definitely on the weedy side. You can tell just by tasting it. But it's not bad. It's not bad. I just don't know how many of these I could continuously slam. Because, you know, that's what I like about a Natty Light. I could go chug, 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 chug. This, I feel like I'd get full after a couple. But that has nothing to do with the rating. The rating has to do with the taste. So I'll take another sip here. Very good. Not terrible. Very good. Not excellent. Very good. Going to make it quick here. 7-1. 7-1 for the Blue Moon Belgian White. Belgian-style wheat ale, 7-1. So anyway, folks, as we said before, I am going to be doing a couple giveaways here, a nice little um, draft top care package. So keep an eye out on all of our social media accounts for giveaway details coming soon. But once again, folks, thank you so much for your support. 
And don't forget the absolute number one way to support the brand. Buy some merch. We've got hats. We've got hoodies. We've got t-shirts. We've got sweatshirts. You name it, we got it. And it's all available to you. And please don't forget to follow the brand on all of your favorite social media accounts at Garage Boozing as well as YouTube. And of course, please don't forget to follow us on all of your favorite podcast platforms so you can be notified as soon as a new episode is released. But all right, folks, that's all the time I've got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Your support means the absolute world to me. You know that. I know that. Love you guys so much. And with all that being said, well, I'll see you nerds next week. Ladies, gentlemen, and nerds, do you have what it takes to be a guest on the fastest growing, alcohol chugging, and nonsense talking podcast? Well, now is your chance. The Garage Boozing Podcast has new guests every week, and you could be one of them. Just simply log on to www.garageboozing.net, click the Be on the Show tab, and submit your information. It's that simple. Join the boozement or be a loser. Don't miss your chance because we're taking this to the moon.